It's my privilege to welcome you here to Sunrise. Thank you. Thank you for being here on this very special weekend where we, again, are, are grateful for the privilege of worshiping. We're grateful for the privilege to do that in a way that is more open and free, uh, not only because of the country we live in, but because uh, we are in better, a better place with uh, uh, sickness and all kinds of things that we've been through the last year and a half. So again, I want to greet those online as well. And I want to greet our children. I see you boys and girls, and I'm so excited that you're here today. I want to send you off for children in worship time right now. Quiero enviar a los niños al tiempo de niños en adoración. It is always a treat for me to see this, this mass of young, wonderful children moving out, going to see and to experience a time in God's word together. So bless you, boys and girls. Uh, bendecimos a los niños. Y quiero aprovecharme de esta oportunidad también para los hispanohablantes entre nosotros que después de servicio vamos a tener un, un pequeño uh, tiempo juntos para repasar un poco el mensaje de la mañana. Y vamos a congregarnos acá, uh, aquí mismo en el santuario después de unos minutos, uh, después de servicio. Va a ser un tiempo breve, pero les invitamos a todos. So I want us to... Uh, to get ready for our time in the, in the Word of God here. And I'm going to get my stand up, and I want to invite you to find your Bibles. And that might be on your phone. It may be there in the back where we have some Bibles in our tables. And our reading this morning is coming from the first half of the Bible. It's from Psalm number 4. La lectura de hoy es de Salmo 4. In fact, if you open your Bible halfway, chances are you're going to be really close to the Psalms. So that's an easy way to find the Psalms. Psalm number four, we're going to read the entire Psalm. It is a Psalm that is attributed to or credited to King David, the uh, King of Israel. Salmo 4 es atribuido al rey David de Israel. And I'd like to read it first in Spanish, and then we'll read it in English. The page numbers there on the screen correspond to the Bibles that are in the back, and uh, that's for your help there in locating it. Voy a leer primero en español y después en, en inglés. Let's remind ourselves of what we've got here. This is the word of the Lord, la palabra del Señor. Responde a mi clamor, Dios mío y defensor mío. Dame alivio cuando esté angustiado. Apiádate de mí, escucha mi oración. Y ustedes, señores, ¿hasta cuándo cambiarán mi gloria en vergüenza? ¿Hasta cuándo amarán ídolos vanos e irán en pos de lo ilusorio? Sepan que el Señor honra al que le es fiel. El Señor me escucha cuando lo llamo. Si se enojan, no pequen. En la quietud del descanso nocturno, examínense el corazón. Ofrezcan sacrificios de justicia y confíen en el Señor. Muchos son los que dicen, ¿Quién puede mostrarnos algún bien? Haz, Señor, que sobre nosotros brille la luz de tu rostro. Tú has hecho que mi corazón rebose de alegría. Alegría mayor que la que tienen los que disfrutan de trigo y vino en abundancia. En paz me acuesto y me duermo porque solo tú, Señor, me haces vivir confiado. Answer me when I call to you, O oh, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Be merciful to me and hear my prayer. How long, O oh men, will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will hear me when I call to him. In your anger, do not sin. 
When you're on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and trust in the Lord. Many are asking, who can show us any good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. You have filled my heart with greater joy than when their grain and new wine abound. I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord. Make me dwell in safety. So this morning I want to just invite you with me for a minute. Since it is Memorial Weekend, I want you to remember something. Les invito a recordar algo. I'd like you, if you could, remember your very first prayer. Recuerden su primera oración a Dios. Can you recall the first time you ever prayed to God? Recuerden cuando oraron a Dios por primera vez? I can't tell you exactly the first time for me, but I have a memory of when I first started to pray, and it was when I was three years old, okay? Tenía tres años, and I have this distinct image of me uh, next to the bed. I don't think I was kneeling because I was probably too short, but I was probably standing next to the bed. I've got my hands folded. It's a beautiful white bed covering. Estoy junto a la cama. I think my mom is at my side. Mi mamá está conmigo. And I'm praying this prayer. Y recito esta oración. Maybe you know it. Now I lay me down to sleep. Ahora me acuesto. I pray the Lord, my soul to keep. Le pido al Señor mi alma guardar. If I should die before I wake, si muero antes de despertar, I pray the Lord, my soul to take. Le pido al Señor mi alma llevar. Still have that prayer in my heart. And I can remember praying that prayer. And I can remember having this sense of, of, of security. Mom's at my side, but God's with me all night. And, and God's going to take care of me. Tenía la seguridad de que Dios me iba a proteger. God's going to take care of my soul, whatever that is. I don't know, at three years old, I didn't think I knew what that was. Dios me va a proteger el alma. No, ni sabía que era. But I can also remember something else. I can remember thinking, Am I really going to die before I wake? Voy a morir antes de despertar? Now, at three years old, that doesn't seem so bad, right? The, the thought of dying, the thought of being with the Lord, that's not a bad thing when you're three years old. El hecho de morir no me parecía muy mal, but you know, looking back on it now, I have to ask myself, was that really the best prayer to be teaching a three-year-old? <laughs> I have to talk to my parents about that. Fue la mejor oración para enseñar a un niño de tres años. Well, it's interesting because you, that prayer that perhaps some of you know was actually uh, found, uh, started about 300 years ago. It came out in a, a book, a children's book. It's actually a children's textbook called the New England Primer. It was used to teach children how to read. Esta oración apareció en un libro de texto para enseñar la lectura a niños. A child's prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. But that prayer that I just shared with you is actually a little bit older than that because you see, the prayer I've just prayed finds its, its roots, its inspiration in another book that for centuries has been teaching people. Esta oración viene de un libro que uh, durante siglos ha enseñado a las personas. It's a book that has been used not so much to teach people how to read, but 
to teach people how to pray. And that book I'm talking about is this book, the book of Psalms. Viene de, de, de los Salmos. That prayer, Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep, actually finds a connection and inspiration with Psalm 4, verse 8. Salmo 4, 8. I will lie down and sleep in peace. I will lay me down to sleep for you alone, O Lord. Make me dwell in safety. En paz me acuesto y me duermo porque solo tú, Señor, me haces vivir confiado. In this prayer, David, the king of Israel, is expressing something important. He's expressing that his supreme confidence and security is in God. God will take care of him. David expresa su confianza en la capacidad de Dios de cuidarlo. And that's no small thing. Because if we look at the life, if we know anything about the life of David, we have to understand that David was a man who understood that to wake up alive in the morning, there was no guarantee for that. David sabía que no había garantía de levantarse uno vivo en la mañana. David was a man who was hunted down by his enemies on more than one occasion. David era un hombre casado de sus enemigos. And yet here he's lifting up this prayer. What is he saying? He's basically saying, Lord, whether I die in my sleep or whether I live to see another day, I will go to bed in peace because you alone, Lord, are going to protect me. You alone will make me dwell in safety. Sea que muera yo en la noche o me levanto para ver otro día, yo voy a dormir tranquilo porque tú solo me proteges. God, you are my one comfort in life and in death. Eres mi único consuelo en la vida. En la muerte. That's how this psalm ends. Psalm 4 verse 8. Así termina las, el salmo. But to understand how David gets to this, we want to back up and we want to take a look at the rest of this psalm. Queremos ver el resto del salmo to understand where this is coming from. So Psalm 4, like what we see in the rest of the psalm, Psalm 4 is really from beginning to end a prayer. El salmo 4 es una oración. It's a prayer. And as you read the Psalms, really it's kind of like when you listen to another person on the phone. Es como escuchar a alguien más en el teléfono. When you listen to somebody else having a phone call, a phone conversation, you're only hearing one side of it, right? Solo escuchas un lado de la conversación telefónica, por decirlo. And so we get to hear the human side here of the, of the conversation with God. And yet, here's the thing about the Psalms. Even though we only hear one side of the conversation, God speaks. We can hear the voice of God speaking through this psalm. Dios habla por medio de este salmo. And so right away in verse 1, David explains his goal. David pone su meta en verso 1. He says, answer me when I call to you, O my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Be merciful to me and hear my prayer. Responde a mi clamor, Dios mío y defensor mío. Dame alivio cuando esté angustiado. Apiádate de mí. Escucha mi oración. What's David's goal? He wants God to answer. He wants God to hear him. Él quiere una respuesta de Dios. Why? Well, he wants God to answer him specifically by delivering him from his distress. Quiere alivio de su angustia. And what's the distress? Well, as I said before, we can pretty much fill the blank. David is wanting relief from the distress of being hunted down, 
chased down by his enemies. Quiere alivio de estar casado de sus enemigos. Many was the night when David was a man on the run. David estaba de fuga. He was on the run, first of all, from King Saul, the great king, the first king of Israel, el rey Saul. Saul wanted to kill him. He literally wanted to pin him to the wall. And so Saul was chasing David many a night, but also David was on the run from his own son, Absalom. David estaba de fuga de Saul, el primer rey, y de su hijo, Absalom. Absalom, his only, his one son, tried to stage a coup. He tried to take over the throne and to kill his own father. Su hijo Absalom quería apoderarse del trono. So if we use our imaginations a little bit, we can almost imagine David is out there. He's, he's running away and he's in a dark cave, perhaps. He's in a dark forest. Está en una cueva oscura, un bosque. And he's getting ready for bed. He's getting ready to lie down. And he wants nothing more than God to answer him. For God to take care of him. And God to give him relief from this situation he's in. Al acostarse, él quiere una respuesta de Dios. Que Dios le libre de sus enemigos. Have you ever been in a situation like that? Maybe not exactly like that. But have you ever in your life been in a situation where you feel like the darkness is closing in? The enemy is coming after you. If you've ever been in that in the past, you know what I'm talking about. A lo mejor has sufrido eso en el pasado donde el enemigo te acosa. Or, maybe there's some in this room that that's not something that happened yesterday. That's something that's happening right now in your life. Something's going on where you're feeling the hot breath of some enemy on your neck. Algo te está pasando ahora a lo mejor donde algo te está acosando. And you feel like, you know what, I'm just a step away from it all going kaflui, all blowing up. And maybe you've never experienced that. You say, you know what, no, that's not me today. Uh, but let me tell you this. If you've never experienced it in the past and maybe you're not experiencing it right now, guess what? I'm sorry to tell you, you will experience it at some point in the future. En el futuro vas a experimentar eso. In fact, I know that for a fact because there is a day coming The Bible tells us when our greatest enemy, the last enemy to be destroyed, will come after us. That enemy will be closing in on you and me someday, and that enemy is death itself. La misma muerte nos va a rodear algún día. And so David's in this situation. He's saying, God, answer me. God, help me. And although that may not seem appropriate to us, This is the point where prayer often begins. Así comienza la oración. Prayer often begins when we get to some point in our lives where we are at the end of our resources, our own ability to deal with a situation, to control a situation. Estamos ya al fin de nuestros recursos, no podemos controlar una situación. And, and so all that's left for us is to look up and to cry out and say, God, help. Help me, God. Ayúdame, Dios, decimos. Give me relief. Give me an answer. What is that enemy that could be closing in? That enemy could be in the form of a person. It could be in the form of a problem that you're going through. Or it could be in the form of, of a predicament. Or it could be in the form of, of the enemy of our souls, the devil. Uh, uh, puede ser una persona, un problema, un dilema, hasta el mismo diablo. And that's all closing in on us and we want help. 
Prayer at its, at its root is really a cry from the soul. It's a cry from our deepest part up to God to say, God, I need you. Dios te necesito. Es un clamor del alma. But prayer is not just a cry from the soul. I believe there are times we pray where we're crying, we're talking, not just from the soul to God, we're, we're speaking within our souls. And God is present. Estamos hablando también dentro del alma y Dios está presente. In fact, that's what I think we find in verses 2 through 5 here. We find something where you say, that's not a prayer, but it is. Let me see if I can explain. In verse, in verse 2 here, uh, David is praying, but he's not talking to God. He's actually talking to his enemies. David está orando, hablando no a Dios, sino a sus enemigos. He's, he's saying to them, how long, O oh men, will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Y ustedes, señores, señores ¿hasta cuándo cambiará mi gloria en vergüenza? ¿Hasta cuándo amarán los vanos e irán en pos de lo ilusorio? So David is perhaps in this cave or in this forest and, and he's praying, and, but in the middle of his prayer, it's like he's speaking within his own soul and he's saying, oh, you, you, you creeps, why are you coming after me? Why, God, ugh, why do you have to, to hunt me down like this? Ustedes malvados, ¿por qué me quieren destruir? He's, he's doing battle in his soul. He's doing battle with those enemies. Está lidiando en contra de los enemigos, but in a sense, he's doing that in God's presence. And he's saying, God, how long will the unrighteous get their way? Hasta cuando los injustos van a poder hacer lo que hacen? And then David seems to answer his own question in verse 3. Responde a su propia pregunta. He says, know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer he will hear when I call to him. Sepan que el Señor honra al que es fiel. El Señor me escucha cuando lo llamo. In, in a sense, again, he's, he's fighting with those enemies, those enemies in his mind and in, in his imagination, and he's saying, you, you need to know this. You may come after me, but know that God takes care of his own. Sepan que el Señor ama a los suyos, and he's going to hear me. He's going to come to my rescue. Él me va a oír. That's prayer. Prayer is speaking from the soul. Prayer is speaking within the soul. But I think there's also an aspect of prayer we find in the Psalms where prayer is really speaking to our souls. La oración es también hablar al alma. We find that on display, I think, in verses 4 and 5, versículo 4 y 5. David says, in your anger, do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and trust in the Lord. Si se enojan, no pequen. En la quietud del descanso nocturno, examines el corazón. Ofrezcan sacrificios de justicia y confíen en el Señor. Now notice here, he's talking about you, but not just you, singular, you, plural. Está hablando a un grupo, ustedes, ustedes, no pequen. It's almost as if David here is, is talking maybe to his soldiers around him. The others that are around him, a lo mejor está hablando de los soldados a su alrededor, or maybe later this is part of his testimony, but, but there's also an aspect, I believe, where he's talking to his soul. He's speaking to himself as a part of that group. And he says, se dirige a su alma, and in a sense he's saying, hey, soul, 
Don't panic. Que no te entre el pánico. Don't mess it up. Don't repay evil with evil. No pagues el mal con el mal. Stay on your bed. Search your heart. Meditate on God's promises. Medita en las promesas de Dios. Be angry. It's okay to be angry, soul, but don't sin. Que te enojes, pero no peques. Do what you know you have to do. Offer to God your life. Offer to God a sacrifice of obedience. Trust in the Lord, O oh my soul. You find that all through the Psalms. Ofrezca a Dios un sacrificio de obediencia. Confíen en el Señor. So David, I think through this, he's speaking from his soul. He's speaking within his soul. He's speaking to his soul. And what he's speaking is always the truth. The truth of God's word. David habla de su alma, dentro de su alma, a su alma, la verdad de la palabra de Dios. That's prayer. And, and that is what I hope we can gain from the Psalms. And specifically this summer, I would like to begin a series of messages with you that will pop up sporadically through the summer, uh, a series of messages I'm calling Psalms We Can Pray. Vamos a tener una serie de mensajes durante el verano, Salmos que podemos orar. And my hope is that we can take to heart that this is God's textbook for prayer and that the Psalms can actually help us to mature to move towards maturity and to grow in our prayer life with God. Los salmos nos pueden ayudar a madurar con Dios. How many of us struggle to pray? I'll raise my hand first. Is prayer a struggle for you? Perhaps you struggle with, what do I say? God, what do I express? ¿Qué digo? ¿Qué hago? ¿Cómo oro? How do I pray? Well, the psalms are here to help us. Los salmos nos pueden ayudar. Now the psalms not only give us words, I think the psalms give us something else. The psalms give us a way to train and to shape and to grow our souls, the deepest part of us, in communion with God. Nos dan una manera de capacitar y, y, y hasta de transformar el alma en la presencia del Señor. And through Psalm 4 here, I think David is teaching us something about prayer. He's teaching us an important truth about prayer. David nos enseña algo muy importante. You know, we, we often come to God, what are we looking for when we pray? ¿Qué buscamos en la oración? We're looking for help. Queremos ayuda. Maybe it's help with a situation at work. Help with a relationship that's not going well. La ayuda del trabajo o de una relación. We want help. What else do we look for? We look for stuff. Let's be frank. We need more stuff. <laughs> we need money or we need clothing or we need food or we need health or we need you know, help. We, we need something there. Queremos dinero, amor, salud. We need love. We need stuff, God. We come to God looking for help. We come to God looking for stuff. And, and yes, within that, we're looking for answers. Why? What's going on? Buscamos respuestas. Those are the types of things we often come to God in prayer looking for. 
But there is something else in prayer to be had. God wants to give us something else in prayer that is more than help, stuff, and answers. Dios nos quiere dar algo más que su ayuda, las cosas, las respuestas. God wants to give us something more. And David, I believe, begins to hint at that more in verse 6, versículo 6. Many are asking, who can show us any good? Who can bring us prosperity? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. Muchos son los que dicen, ¿quién puede mostrarnos algún bien? Haz, Señor, que sobre nosotros brille la luz de tu rostro. Many people are looking for answers in prayer. Help. Stuff. Muchos buscan respuestas. Many are asking who can show me any good? Can God give me something? Can God give me prosperity? Muchos quieren la prosperidad. Algún bien. But God wants to give us something more and he wants to give us something better. Nos quiere dar algo más y mejor. He wants to give us the light of his face. La luz de su rostro. God wants to give us himself. He wants to give us his love, his favor, his presence, his reality in prayer. Those nos quiere dar su, su luz, su presencia, su amor, su favor, su realidad. Verse 7, David says, you have filled my heart with greater joy than when their grain and new wine abound. Tú has hecho que mi corazón rebose de alegría, alegría mayor que la que tienen los que disfrutan de trigo y vino en abundancia. He's realizing something important here. David is realizing that simply by praying, he is getting what he needs. Al orar, recibe lo que necesita. What does he need? More than anything, what he needs is the light of God's favor. What he needs is the Lord himself. He's saying, I have greater joy in your presence as I pray, no matter what the circumstances, no matter who's coming after me, no matter how down I am, I have greater joy in my prayer than those who abound in everything they're asking for from you. Yo tengo más gozo en tu presencia, más alegría que los que rebosen de vino y de trigo. I'm better off than those who are overflowing with grain and wine. My joy is greater. Because the answer to my prayer, oh God, is you. You are the answer. Tú eres la respuesta a mi oración. Oh Dios. As Christians, we need to understand something about prayer. That when we come to God in prayer, as Christians, we have already received the greatest gift God could ever give us. Oramos a la luz de que Dios ya nos dio el regalo más grande de todos. What's the greatest gift you or I could ever receive? It's the gift of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, his coming. 
His life, his teaching, his miracles, his death, his resurrection, the gift of his Holy Spirit given to us, that is all the greatest gift we could ever receive. That is the greatest answer to prayer you could ever hope for. There's no greater answer to prayer than that. La vida, muerte, resurrección, el Espíritu de Cristo es la respuesta más grande a la oración. God has already provided deliverance from our greatest enemies, the enemies that surrounded us, sin, evil, hell, Satan, death. It's all been dealt with. It's all been answered. God's already done it. Dios ya nos libró de lo, todos los enemigos, el pecado, el infierno, la muerte, el diablo. 2,000 years ago, 2,000 years before we ever thought to pray, God provided the greatest answer to prayer we could ever get. Hace dos mil años Dios ya nos dio la respuesta más grande. Before we ever thought to cry out to God, He took care of our sin problem, our enemy problem. Dios cuidó de nuestro problema de los enemigos. The light of God's face has shined on us in Jesus. En Jesús, la luz del rostro de Dios brilla en nosotros. In fact, if you go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, that's exactly what the Bible says. Segunda de Corintios 4, 6. It says, God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Dios que ordenó que la luz resplandeciera en las tinieblas y brillar su luz en nuestro corazón para que conociéramos la gloria de Dios que resplandece en el rostro de Cristo. Jesus Christ is the ultimate answer to every cry of the human heart. To the deepest cry. Jesucristo es la respuesta al clamor del corazón humano. In him, the face of God has shined on us, the favor of God. Do you believe that? Do you really believe that? Lo creen de verdad. Do you believe that when you pray to God, you will never get an answer that is greater than Jesus Christ? You have already gotten the biggest answer to prayer you can ever hope for. You have it. It's been given to you. If you have responded to him, ya tienes la respuesta más grande si has respondido a Él. You see, when we pray, we think God has to answer us, but actually when we're praying, we're answering God. We're answering His gift of Jesus. And it all changes when you make that response to Jesus. Once you respond to Christ, and you must respond. The Bible says that we are to respond, repent, believe, Trust in him if you will do that. You are saved. La Biblia dice que hay que responder a Cristo, arrepentirse, responder a él. And, and so praying will not make sense. Praying will not be a thing in your life that has anything of sense to you unless you have trusted in Jesus Christ. And you have received his gift. Hay que confiar en el Señor. From that point on, it's going to make all the sense in the world. Because you see, when we as Christians pray, here's the deal. We do not pray in order to get God's favor. 
No oramos para conseguir el favor de Dios. We as followers of Christ, we pray from a different stance. We pray because we've already received God's favor. Ya hemos recibido el favor de Dios. It changes our whole dynamic. It changes the whole understanding of what prayer is all about. It's not about getting answers, help, and stuff from God. We're going to get that, but it's more about getting him and reminding ourselves that we have him through Christ. La oración no es de conseguir cosas, sino de conseguir esa conexión con Cristo. So we can truly pray with David. We can truly pray the words of Psalm 4:8. I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. En paz me acuesto, me duermo porque solo tú, Señor, me haces vivir confiado. My only comfort in life and in death is Jesus Christ. I can sleep on that. In fact, this week, here's where I want to invite you to join me in a in an exercise of growing our prayer life. Esta semana les invito a algo. I would like to invite you this week to join me in making Psalm number four your evening prayer. Before you hit the light, before you go to bed this week, would you read Psalm four as an evening prayer to God? Antes de acostarse, ¿podrían leer el Salmo cuatro? Antes de apagar la luz. Read that as your prayer and let it train your soul. Let it open your soul to the, to the Lord. And to see what that will do. You've perhaps heard it said, maybe even I've said it here, that when we pray to God, sometimes the answer we get is yes. A veces recibimos la respuesta sí en la oración. Sometimes when we pray to God and we ask for stuff, help, and answers, the answer is no. A veces la respuesta es no. Others have said, well, sometimes the answer is wait. A veces la respuesta es Espera. I think there's another option. Sometimes when we pray to God and we're asking for help and, and stuff and answers, I think sometimes the response that God gives is, your request makes absolutely no sense. Tu petición no tiene nada de sentido. Here's the thing. When we call upon God and we say, answer me. God will respond. May not be the way we understand, but he will respond because we already have the greatest answer. Cuando pedimos a Dios, respóndeme, Él responderá. When we pray, we already have the greatest yes to prayer we could ever hope for. And that's Jesus. Ya tenemos el gran sí en Jesús. And that's going to make the difference. It's going to make the difference in our waking hours, our sleeping hours, in life and in death. Eso marca toda la diferencia en la vida y en la muerte. And so with that in mind, let's pray. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Vamos al Señor. Acudamos al Señor. Lord, we thank you we have this treasure of the book of Psalms. Prayers. Prayers that are not just dead prayers of dead people, but living prayers. 
inspired by your spirit. Estas oraciones de los salmos no son oraciones muertas de personas muertas, sino palabras inspiradas de tu Espíritu Santo. Lord, you know the concern of every person here today, the needs. There are some very important temporal needs, but those needs are temporary. Tenemos necesidades temporales. We ask for those. We know you care about that. You say in your word you care about our needs. You care for us. Te preocupas por nuestras necesidades. You care that we have our needs supplied. But we also come and we recognize how great you are. That while we were yet sinners, you heard our cry. Before we cried, we Before we called out to you, you heard our cry. Reconocemos que antes de clamar a ti, nos escuchaste el clamor del corazón. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So Lord Jesus, by your spirit, teach us to pray. Teach us to grow in our prayer. Enseñanos a orar, Señor Jesús. And oh, Lord, with David, may we be able to say, let the light of your face shine upon us, oh, Lord. Ah, Señor, que sobre nosotros brille la luz de tu rostro. You have filled my heart with joy, greater joy than when their grain and new wine abound. Ah, Señor, que brille tu rostro, has hecho que mi corazón repose de alegría, mayor que la que tienen los que disfrutan de trigo y vino. Thank you, Jesus. You are the abundant answer to our prayer. It's in your name we pray. In tu nombre, Señor Jesús, oramos. And all God's people together say, Amen.